get involved in the conversation. Call now, 01-646-1038. This is Spin Talk. Spin 1038, you're listening to Spin Talk with Lauren. Now, we've been talking about swearing because science says that swearing might actually be good for us. It helps us summon some extra strength during a match or a workout or even think about women giving birth. Of course you're going to swear in a situation like that. You're trying to summon everything you've got inside you. But it started a conversation in our office this morning about swearing and different attitudes around swearing. And joining me on the line to discuss a little further now is John Francis Leader, consulting psychologist and cognitive scientist from JFL.com. Hiya, John. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I was cracking up thinking, how are we going to talk about swearing with uh, actually anyone swearing on the radio? I know I'm really biting my tongue for daytime radio. There's so many (laughs) ways I want to experientially express this, but I better not. We'll do our best to crack on, John. Because there are people, it's just not for everyone, and people can feel very strongly about swearing one way or the other. Why do you think that is? Yeah, and interestingly, that's kind of the point. And the the research you were talking about before, there's a variety of bits of research into this, and uh, the the it, it's sort of part of a bigger field of research, which is essentially the emotional state we're in in a given moment, how we're feeling in a given moment, and. The very reason why swearing can summon strength and make us maybe a bit more resilient to pain or challenges in a, in a given moment uh, is because it helps us, I suppose, draw on other resources we have. But the problem is, is when somebody else who's sensitive to swearing hears that, it can also draw from their experience of other moments they've had in their lives, maybe of aggression or other strong emotions that mightn't be helpful or necessary for them in that moment. And this is what I think tends to cause problems. That's interesting because when you're trying to express yourself, no matter how articulate you are, sometimes there's just no other word. And some I've noticed, like going back to the exercise thing very mm. briefly, I've noticed, like I can tend to just go, like I, it's not, I'm not even swearing. It's just to make a noise, just to let it out. Can you put a YouTube clip of that up, please? Yeah. I'd love to check that out <laughs> for but science. I think just sometimes you, there's no other word. There's nothing you can yeah. think of to say or do in a certain moment, whatever your emotional state is. Well, very interestingly, uh, research in neurological research looking at this notes that, yeah, these are actually different circuits, uh, so to speak. I won't get into the, the complexities of in too much detail, but they are essentially different circuits uh, at play here. And you'll have cases where somebody will lose regular language abilities but still be able to swear. <laughs> or it, it's sort of pre-linguistic is you know, often the word they would use. Mm. And that kind of makes sense because isn't, if you think about an animal roaring, you know, th- this is sort of what's going on. And there's different ways in which they roar. You know, there's a difference between a kind of a roar which is aggressive or a whine or, you know, but we can still as human beings do that in a sense. We've also got all these complicated linguistic abilities and be able to, ability to put words on things. But we also have that kind of raw emotive state as well, which can be useful. But of course, as you say, can evoke other states and other people that they mightn't like. And interesting as well, John, that over time, different words have different me- different swear words have different meanings some sure. are more extreme than others and still you know even now what one person might think is too serious a swear word another person might feel oh my god that's so extreme it's so true and massive cultural difference isn't it because you know we're not just talking about uh, you know cultures that are you know not not, not kind of anglicized cultures but a, a classic example is if you see let's say Ireland or, or, or the UK and then the states and the way they will use different words. Because we, we, you know, I'm generalizing a bit here, but we've got this very interesting cultural tendency of using very, 
you know, technically aggressive words, very affectionately to each other. And places like the States, that so often isn't the case uh, in general, the way those words are used and, you know, how shocking they can sound. Of course, the same word is being used in, you know, two English-speaking countries, but again, the cultural associations of it matter so much. And, yeah, also, the way you use a swear word, like you can use the same word, I'm going to think of everyone's, favorite probably the f word right yeah like you can say that super aggressive super angry and then in another sentence as you said it can be really affectionate and this i think is really the most important point to appreciate here is context and there's probably a bit of work for for both parties here in other words for those of us who do swear quite a bit you know to maybe be a bit sensitive to the context of how we're doing it and to how the other person will will perceive it you know just to take that into account and to be somewhat respectful of that they say good communication is saying what you want to say, but in ways the other person can actually understand it. So, you know, if we're expressing ourselves and somebody else is getting the wrong end of the stick, you know, it's not really going to work well for either of us. Uh, there's also work, though, on the other side. I think when we're hearing other people swearing as well to, you know, be careful, I suppose, that we don't allow it to stir up too many other things within us. Maybe that person means it in a way that we don't mean it, and it's, it, it's not too much of an issue. So there is a balance to be found there in the middle. Mm. The, the, the swearing itself uh, is, uh, of course, very often involuntary. We, you know, mightn't be able to choose whether it's really happening in that moment. It can be just literally mm. an, an act of expression in that moment, but there's a, a huge cultural significance in that. And also just between uh, individuals, but between families, between you know different regions. It's amazing how, again, these terms of affection can be there. The big point, though, it's a bit of a philosophical point as well as a psychological one, is language really is how language is used in that way. So words themselves don't really have meaning in that sense that Mm -hmm. it is how they're used and it's not even that it's not even tone of voice because if somebody is using the f word and they're using it even quite aggressively but if they're talking about themselves in that moment you know it's going to evoke sympathy maybe in that moment if you think it's directed towards you maybe a defensiveness comes up if you think it's directed to a third party maybe another emotion so even the same word and even the same sound it's this meaning that we put upon it You often hear people say, John, that, oh God, I just don't even notice I'm doing it. It just trips off the tongue. But yet, and I I include myself in this, like I have an absolute gutter mouth, but yet I speak on the radio for two hours every day and I've managed to never curse during my show. People who are around children manage to keep it in. And I'm a therapist, so I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) So we are aware of it, even if we think we're not. Yeah, we are. And uh, a lot of that is context. We'll have a certain kind of assess that we we, we put ourselves in. There's a certain context and uh, we, we know this already. We kind of speak differently in libraries than we do in nightclubs and shopping centres than we do at home. And, you know, it's just these different spaces, I suppose, that bring out different aspects of who we are. Um, the, the ability, I suppose, for emotion to come up, there's not much we can do about that. We can be triggered in any given moment. Sometimes, of course, in a, in a work setting or another setting, we may be triggered less, sometimes more, but in different ways. But you're right. We do put this, the, the, the this kind of frame or template up that says here's what's acceptable here and here's what isn't and we're able to maybe stop ourselves even if the the emotion does trigger us and what i'm trying to figure out from people today is where those lines are for different people because what might be an appropriate setting to swear in might not be appropriate for someone else so i'd love to hear people's thoughts you can get involved on 087 711 1038 john it's always brilliant to have you on spin talk thank you so much great to talk talk soon Thanks, John. That's John Francis Leader there. You can find out more at jfl.com. Get involved in the conversation. Call now. 01646 1038. This is Spin Talk.